0: You're listening to KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. We also stream live at kzyx.org, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio. We're also found on Facebook, Broadcasting from the MCOE studio in Ukiah, California. You're listening to The Criminal, show on Mendocino County's public radio, and I am your host, Kay. It is an honor to discuss controversial and salacious topics related to the Black experience and other social and political topics related to minority groups and people of color. The criminal show questions what it means to be a criminal in society and explores topics and perspectives that are anti-racist, anti-sexist, anti-homophobic, anti-misogynistic, and all forms of oppression. Thank you for listening to The Criminal. I am your host, Kay, and today we have founder Ariana Angelique of Rock Era. Rock Era is a trailblazing youth organization from Los Angeles, California, which focuses on uplifting Black and Latino children in poor communities through mentoring, education, and leadership. Rock Era. Era also uses fine arts and performing arts to increase political awareness and youth civic engagement. In Rock Era's new production Urban Annie, a remake of America's favorite 1928 film Annie, Urban Annie focuses on the foster and group home system of black and latino youth in Los Angeles, California. Unlike America's favorite 1928 Annie film, played by Shirley Temple, Rock Era's Urban Annie is played by three beautiful black girls, Candace, who is eight years old, Briari, who is nine years old, and Ariel, who is 10 years old. Later in the show, we will have one of Annie's star which is eight-year-old Candace, who will show us a little bit about the hard work she's been putting into this production with her other peers. And without further ado, I am very excited to get into this new segment, which focuses on several organizations, black female organizations at that, that are doing some pretty amazing things in the community. So listen up and let's get into it. So I'm so excited to have such a beautiful, talented star. Um, Her name is Candace. Without further ado, good morning. How are you doing, Candace? I'm doing good. That's good. So I know that you're gonna be on Urban Annie. Through rock era and I'm so excited to see your work how old are you Candace eight you're eight years old oh my goodness and what do you like most about being Annie what do you like most about being Annie
1: I like singing tomorrow
0: you like singing tomorrow oh my goodness and what else do you do in the production of Annie. Um what do we do? Yeah, what else do you do you do in the production of Annie that you like to do? I know you like singing tomorrow, but what else do you do? Well we um dance oh. and we like have parts Oh my goodness, you dance and you have parts too? So you had to memorize lines? Yes. Oh my goodness. What's your favorite line? What's your favorite part in Annie? Of the... Do you have a favorite, like... Part that you say in Annie, um, that you memorized a favorite line or a favorite scene. In I Annie. have
1: the. I
0: have a. Um, I don't have favorite line. You don't have a favorite line. That's okay. All of it could be your favorite line, right? And your favorite parts. Do you have any favorite okay. dancing parts that you do? Is it tomorrow, or do you have any other favorite dancing parts, Candice?
1: Well, well, it is, well, well, we do pick up the brooms
0: and dance around, around, we like, speak the broom and then
1: hold it and then walk around and then we have
0: dance party. Yeah, I have some lines. Very, Very nice. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait to see you out there on the stage and being an amazing, amazing Urban Annie. This is so powerful, and I'm so happy that you're a part of this project. And thank you so much for being on the radio station with us. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And I hope you have a great rest of your day I know you have to rest up Rest your voice up And remember your lines and your dance moves For your big production coming up How are you feeling? Are you feeling excited or nervous about your performance? I'm feeling kind of mixed Kind of nervous Kind of excited Okay Okay. <laughs> and I know you've been practicing for a long time. So it seems like you're yeah. well prepared, right? Yes. Good, good. Well, thank you so much, little young Candace, little Annie, I should say. And it was a pleasure having you on our radio station today. So thank you. You too. All righty, and you take care. I'll see you in Annie. (laughs) I see you too. Bye, Candace. Bye. So focusing on the Urban Annie production by Rock Era, we also want to focus how this is a national problem um, with families of color who are often disproportionately represented in the child welfare system and are more likely to experience negative outcomes compared to white families. For instance, children of color are more likely to experience multiple placements, less likely to be reunited with their birth families, more likely to experience group home care, less likely to establish a permanent placement, and are more likely to experience poor social, behavioral, and educational outcomes. In a 2019 report on race and poverty, the American Bar Association identified five primary factors that explain the evidence of disproportionality and disparity surrounding racial groups and low-income families in the child welfare system. These include a correlation between poverty and maltreatment, visibility or exposure bias, limited access to services, geographic restrictions, and child welfare professionals knowingly or unknowingly letting personal bias impact their actions or decisions. According to the 2018 data, black children were 13.71% of the population, yet 22.75% of children are in foster care. According to the 2018 data, American Indian and Alaskan Native children didn't even account for 1% of the population, yet they made up 2.4% of children in foster care. According to 2018 data, white children made up 50.5% of the population, yet they accounted for only 44.37% of children in foster care and Hispanic and Asian children are both underrepresented in the child welfare system. Black and American Indian or Alaska Native children also make up a disproportionate number of children identified as victims by Child Protective Services and children waiting to be adopted. As a nation, the separation of children from their families of color is has been embedded in America's historical past, considering slavery, the Native American colonization, as well as the Latino communities who have most recently have been dealing with the legislative and policy of ripping children from their families. Today, the system is often reviewed as the welfare system. And oftentimes, welfare agencies remove children from their parents' custody over concerns for their safety and well-being. At other times, family separation is an unconsidered, if not quite unintended, consequence of policy. As it is in the immigration and criminal justice systems, when parents are incarcerated and sometimes deported without their children, in all cases, however, children suffer the consequences. They long for their parents. They worry that they are at fault. They act out and have trouble in school. And oftentimes, the group home systems become the bridge to the prison systems. So it is very important that we shed light on on this tragic problem that has been a continuous problem in our historical past and which we are still dealing with today. Therefore, it is important that we not only acknowledge or identify these problems, but we also discuss some possible solutions like creating more education and social awareness, such as the Annie production which is Urban Annie, of course, by Rock Era, and also creating solutions to help change policy and creating more systems and more funding from our government agencies that can provide resources that can help build family reunification. It is important that we focus on the families. You're listening to KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. We also stream live at KZYX.org, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio. We're also found on Facebook, broadcasting from the MCOE studio in Ukiah, California. You're listening to The Criminal, show on Mendocino County's public radio, and I am your host, Kay. It is an honor to discuss controversial and salacious topics related to the black experience and other social and political topics related to minority groups and people of color. The Criminal Show questions what it means to be a criminal in society and explores topics and perspectives that are anti-racist, anti-sexist, anti-homophobic, anti-misogynistic, and all forms of oppression. It is a pleasure to have Ariana Angelique today, the founder of Rock Era, for the show, The Criminal, and I'm so excited to have you talk a little bit more about Rock Era and Uh Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate it so much. It's a pleasure to be on the show.
0: So tell me a little bit more about Rock Era. Like, when did you start Rock Era?
1: So first of all, Rock stands for Regardless of Color so it, it started in august of 2021 i'm sorry 2020 i am a social activist and before it became a youth organization it was um, a form of de-escalation to be honest when we were in the streets it was um we were having conversations during protests and using you know rock era as a way to again a form of de-escalation and when the streets got dangerous i realized i said you know i've always been a youth advocate i said what do i want to do with this movement who needs the most help right now who am i in these streets fighting for and i always said i'm in the streets fighting for our you know our black families our families of color and our children you know our future generation so rock era turned into a, a youth um organization standing for regardless of color so we go into different areas especially our black and brown communities and we empower the lives of our future generation um we bring anything from the arts to um, you know introducing healthy lifestyles to fine arts to performing arts um, and right now we're working in three different cities South LA um, we're in Compton and also in Watts so we have done a lot of work we started really in the communities back in November of 2020 doing you know during during the pandemic this, these kids were being left behind academically, physically, socially. So we would come in and do um, mutual aid drives, help the community as much as we can, as much as we could. And then also, um, you know, just playing with the kids and hanging out with them and building those relationships with the families. And, um, and now we're in multiple cities, you know, doing our program, we've, we've done a lot since we were, you know, born in August of 2020. Truly blessed to be here and working with these children every day.
0: Well, thank you so much for all the hard work that you've been doing, you know, especially in the community of the black and Latino community, where oftentimes you don't really see that many organizations Well, out here in California that are specifically catered to our black and Latino communities. I mean, I think in the wake of Black Lives Matter, we started seeing more community leaders such as yourself. And then we also started seeing like community leaders turning their activism into social healing for the communities like you have through Rock Era. And Mm -hmm. I love the name regardless of color, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that is so beautiful and it is so powerful because oftentimes I know you might agree to this as well. uh, A lot of our youth feel, especially our disenfranchised black and Latino community youth and children, they oftentimes feel like, you know, they're not going to be able to be successful, and they're not going to be able to, you know, attain and have a status mm-hmm. like a lot of people in different neighborhoods who have more higher socioeconomic backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And to have regardless of color, they can succeed and they can be powerful and impactful human beings, and also, you know, turn into great adults who are you know given the mentoring and the and the preparing to handle the world it's pretty powerful and impactful thank you so much Ari for that
1: yeah absolutely and, and like you said too it's about um you know there're not a lot of organizations that that come and stay and and I I'll, I'll I'll attest to that like I've seen organizations come in and they bring stuff to, you know to the kids and then they leave and the kids never see them again rock era we show up every day we show up as much as we can and that's the biggest thing for these communities and these children is that you know, consistently showing up and letting them know that we care and that they matter regardless of the color of their skin. And that has been the biggest thing. And I think why we've been so successful with our programs thus far is because we have built these relationships with these families and with these children. I mean, I'm in, you know, I work um, one particular um, area, the Watts Empowerment Center in, uh, in Imperial Courts. They're, you know, I work with probably anywhere between twenty and thirty kids every time I show up, and I I just told them the other day I'm in. You know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to make sure you guys, I'm going to see you through college. You know, I'm going to see your little sisters and brothers through college. So it's just, it's um, it's pretty powerful to be able to do what I do every day.
0: That's absolutely beautiful, and 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 the thing that I like about it is I noticed while looking on your social media that your program focuses on mentoring, civic engagement with the youth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I thought I saw some type of protest event that you had in LA. And I also noticed that you guys do a lot of like arts and sports and, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of programs for the youth. Can you touch on that for me, please?
1: Yeah, our programs are growing um, every day, really. I mean, the initial idea was to bring in, you know, I'm an athlete myself, and I do untraditional type of sports. And so, if you think about these areas, um, you know they're they're given they're they're given football, basketball, and soccer. And that's what they know, and that's what they are, you know, taught to to learn, and that's what they can be good at. But I'm bringing in a different angle. I bring in different types of sports, obstacle course racing. I want to teach our children, especially our black children, how to swim. Um, You know, so that's sort of the sports and also just being an athlete, teaching these children how to have a healthy lifestyle is so, so important to me. Um, But I will say, you know, the arts is something that I'm just going to tell a quick story about my my upbringing. You know, I grew up in a really rough neighborhood as well, not in Watts, but uh, in California. And I was headed down a really bad path. And it took one mentor to come into my community center and introduce the world of arts. And it changed my life. And I will forever be grateful for that mentor and for that opportunity as, you know, I was seven years old and I, you know, was already, you know, to be honest, could have went down a, a really different path. And I don't know where I'd be today had I not had that opportunity and was introduced to the world of arts, traveled the world and was able to, you know, have a career as a performing artist. Um, and so that's something that I want to do for these children as well. We bring in you know, all types of arts, anywhere from performing all the way to, you know, learning different languages and songs, we do uh, fine arts, you know, anything that the children are interested in, our goal is to nurture that interest. Our goal is, I always say this, our goal is to bring in the untraditional, to let them know that they have opportunities, that they have, there's so much more out there that the world has to offer that they don't know about. You know, also bringing them outside of the walls of their projects is so important. These children don't really leave or get that opportunity. So we're adding in, you know, different educational field trips and taking them, you know, anywhere we can, really, just to get them outside and experience the world. Um, and touching back on that protest you were talking about, um, again, this all started. I'm a, a social activist, and the BLN movement started, and I jumped into action. Um, and again, like I said, I fight for our future generation. So there was a couple of kids that that are, you know, some of our rock kids in our program that were wrongfully taken by the system. And we jumped into action, and we got people together from the community, from you know the activist community. We went out to um, uh, DCFS and we protested and protested a second um, second time in that same week, and got to the right people to where these these boys were back, not with their caretaker, but back with you know back in the community with someone they know, you know. And so that is where for me the civic engagement you know part is again. I'm an activist. And I'm a youth advocate, and to me, it's all full, it's all it's all relative. And I, you know, I also want to teach. Eventually, again, as our programs are expanding, I want to teach our our youth, how to organize. I want to teach our youth how to have a passion for something or for a cause, and um, teach them how to do that safely and how to do it right, and and how to, you know, whatever that looks like. So that's kind of where we are program wise. You know, we do offer mentorship programs. There's a lot. And as we grow, the bigger we get, and the more children we have access to, the more you know volunteers um, and mentors we bring on our staff, and we just we grow. So that's that's where we are, you know, right now with our programs. That's that is
0: so beautiful. You know, the one thing that I like about hearing your story, and also listening to the countless things that you are doing through Rock Era. Um, and paying it forward. Because like you said, you had that mentor Mm -hmm. who instilled in you that hope and that faith. And that's something that our youth need, you know, especially growing up in disenfranchised environments, where they're oftentimes may not have both the mom and the dad in the home, or there's a lot of other countless things like socioeconomic background, People having to work multiple jobs to to put food on the table, right? And so our youth and our kids are not being attended to, and being in rough neighborhoods. It's especially in gang, uh, you know gang-related type of, you know, neighborhoods or, you know, neighborhoods that have a lot of gang activity, it's Mm -hmm. kind of difficult for our youth to see any kind of positivity, right? And for you to come in and not only just come in by just having programs for the youth, but working with their families is very very impactful because it's very important that we focus on the family structure you know back when colonialism happened you know that was the first thing that got severed it was the identity the name the language and the family right Mm -hmm. ripping Mm -hmm. apart children and and men and women and selling them as if they were cattle and then you know during slavery, they weren't able to have real type of family environments like the white individuals or the white masters. And then all of a sudden, you know, after slavery is over, you know, the black community had to rebuild and create its own form of like family and community. And of course, with the, you know, high increase of drugs and alcohol and, Um, gang activity that has infiltrated our black and Latino communities, um, it definitely severed that uh, family and community base, right? Mm -hmm. So for Mm -hmm. you to come and to instill in these young lives, it definitely can help weed out some of that generational curse um, that has definitely held you know, our black and our Latino communities down. So I just want to say, thank you so much for that because each, each child like Candace matters. Right. Um, And to have and see uh, Candace's, you know, beautiful smile on zoom and to also hear how happy and excited she is to be a part of urban Annie. It definitely allows these children. It's not just, having them do a performance it's teaching them that they can overcome difficulties that seem hard like being on a radio station and learning lines at eight years old for a production and dance moves and songs it teaches them that they can overcome that fear and then that instills that hope and that resiliency that they're going to need as they turn into adults so thank you so much for that
1: of course, yeah. And speaking of, uh, I guess we'll talk about that soon about Annie, but Candice is a star, you know, and again, I see myself in her, uh, you know, I started performing at the age of seven, and that's where I found my love for it. And I, you know, <clears throat> I met her a couple months ago, probably in May, we started doing our, our full programs. And I just, uh, I am, um, I knew she had it in her. I knew she was um, a star. So when we talk about that, you know, I'll get into that, but she's, she's incredible.
0: Yeah, of course. And and just hearing her her raw, just beautiful, just uh, her elevated self, it's just so beautiful. She is yeah. so absolutely inspiring, and I know she is going to be a very inspirational figure to a lot of our, you know, our black and latino children who might be in the audience for Urban Annie and they'll be sitting down and watching her. And speaking of Urban Annie, we've been talking a lot, but we have not even brought up when Urban Annie is going to be. So can you tell us a little bit more? Can you tell us a little bit more about when we're expecting to see this beautiful production and how can people watch it if they can't show up in person?
1: Okay. So before I jump into that, I just want to talk about why we're doing it. So I've been doing my programs at the Watson Empowerment Center, performing arts and, and gymnastics for the last, I'd say three to four months. Um, and I, you know, I was looking for a number to teach the kids, you know, they were really, they never, at first it was resistant. It was, you know, I don't want to, what is this, you know, performing arts. We want to twerk. We want to do this. We want to do what we're used to doing. We want to rap and all that. And I said, well, I'm going to introduce you guys to a new style. And so I thought, what's a fun song? What's youth driven? What's, you know, what, what fun musical can I pull a song from? And I thought, you know, what hard knock life, everybody loves that musical and so um i didn't know what to expect and I, I said you guys can laugh i played it for them i said you can laugh if you want uh, but just listen and as soon as i played it they're like oh my god like, we know this or some of them didn't know it but they liked it so i turned around and i showed them a choreography and they picked it up within literally probably four minutes and they had it so i um so i knew from there i said okay these kids have got it they can do it and so i think For me personally, as a performer at such a young age, I always wanted to play the role of Annie, but I couldn't. Why? Because I, you know, I'm a black child and I didn't have red hair and I didn't look like the typical Annie. So, I said, I want to give these children an opportunity to do this show and be authentic. So I said, you know what, let's do Urban Annie. Let's do Annie 2021. So, that's how we came about doing the show, and, and I'm really excited because I, you know, and you'll talk about this later. But there's more to it than just a live performance. The actual story of Annie, if you don't know it, check it out. It's an old, old musical, an old movie, uh, Broadway musical, um, and it, it's about you know orphans and foster foster kids. And so, as Kay will talk about it later, you know, but there's there's a there's a much bigger reason why we are doing this, you know, production. So anyway, production is coming up on August 14th. We've been rehearsing for, like Candace said, about eight weeks now. It has been so amazing, but also it has been a struggle to get these kids to, you know, memorize these lines and get these dance, I have an incredible choreographer. Um, Felicia Fairley is her name and she's come in and it's just been so great with them. And we're doing three production numbers and um, it's coming up on August 14th at the Watts Empowerment Center um well I think it's going to be outside just due to COVID. we're going to be doing an uh, outdoor stage and it's not only Annie it's there's going to be multiple productions that night just highlighting the community of um Watts Empowerment Center and Imperial Courts um but it starts at four o'clock and I would love as many people to show up as possible I think just to give these children the love and support that they deserve after all the work they've done um to prepare this for the community and 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 you know There will be several news stations. Um, I will have more details, Kay, for you when I drop the flyer. As far as how people can tune in, I'm pretty sure we will be live streaming. Um, And we'll be working with a couple of organizations I wanted to shout out. Um, Social Justice League, uh, Love Wins, um, who else, Think Watts. There's a ton of organizations that are coming together for this particular event. But I believe Annie is the the highlight, is the feature of the night.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited. Yes. And of course, I know many of our listeners are all the way in Northern California. And I know they're really intrigued about Urban Annie. Because, like you said, Annie is an original production. Uh-huh. Annie is very much similar to like the Ariel of Disney, right? Uh, and of course, everyone knows that uh, Ariel is going to be played by Haley uh, from the group Haley, uh, Chloe and Haley. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, Haley is a black uh, singer, and her hair, she has, like, these beautiful locks, long, long locks, and her voice sounds so harmonic and beautiful, and a lot of people have been upset with Hale or Haley being... uh, you know, Ariel, uh, because she's not the typical, you know, white character that Disney had originally played. And I noticed the same thing with Urban Annie, right? Like you mentioned earlier, Urban Annie had, you know, the Goldilocks, you know, and she had like the big smile and she was white and, you know, and she's, You know, she's basically America's, uh, you know, staple of like what it means to be a quote unquote American girl. Right. Like the American girl dolls. But I like the fact that you made it like regardless of color, our young black and Latino children can also play Annie. And it kind of reminds me of the Jay-Z you know, it's a hard knock life. That was like my favorite song. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's a hard knock <laughs> life for that, us. Yeah. It's for a sure. hard knock life. I was like, yes, I for love that. Sure. I love that Jay Z uh, uh-huh. sample of hard knock life. And it, it, you know, I I really like the fact that you used an original sound in the middle of like the twenty first century. And like you said. Where children are seeing like the Cardi B's and all of these other black entertainers that are twerking and doing all these TikTok dances, sure. and you turn something that is would be perceived to them as like boring <laughs> and not cool, and you made it fun and cool for them. So that's exactly. that's very powerful.
1: And that's the point. And I didn't mention either how you know, Candace again. From the very beginning of rehearsals, I knew from even just from our our programs with her, I knew she was gonna be a star. I just I could just feel it. She just had it like I had it. So I um I immediately said, you know, I want you to play Annie, and she lost her mind. She was excited, her mom was excited. Then I had two other girls that said, Hey, I wanna, I can sing too. And I was like, Oh, what do I do here? So I decided, which is I think is pretty cool because now we're featuring and showcasing multiple young girls, but we're doing uh the song tomorrow. We've um broke it up and we now have three Annies three different Annie's, three little girls that get to showcase their talents, um, for the song tomorrow. So of course, Candace is is front and center stage, but we've got two other fantastic young girls, Amaya and also Ariel, who will be playing the role of Annie for the song. So, um, I just wanted to touch on that just because I thought, you know, instead of just saying, and it's also a big song and it's, you know, to, to give it all to Candace would have been a task to teach her the entire song, all the lyrics, all the movement. So I said, you know what, let's, Let's showcase a couple of girls and give them an opportunity to, you know, we have a makeup artist coming in. They're so excited. We've got, you know, dance shoes in route. We've got their little urban Annie, uh, you know, t-shirts they'll be wearing and it's just going to be, it's just going to be incredible. I'm so proud of them. And you know, my mom's coming into town, like it's, it's going to be a big deal for them and it's a big deal for me. Cause these are my, these are my, you know, these are my babies. And um, you know, so well, again,
0: I can't thank you enough. Um, I'm really, really, really excited for Urban Annie. And if anyone is listening and they are out, uh, and they're going to be out in uh, Los Angeles area, uh, Ari, can you please give us the details again, just so our audience is aware. And I know that you said that they there might be some live streaming. So if there is live streaming, um, I'm pretty sure that we might be able to find it and I will definitely keep everyone, all my listeners in the loop uh, later on during the week to inform you and give you an update of where you can watch it. So Ari, can you please tell us when and where this beautiful Urban Annie production will be?
1: Of course. Yeah, it's on August 14th, uh, starting at 4 p.m. is the event time. Uh, it's at the Watts Empowerment Center, and that's 2250 East 114th Street in Los Angeles. We'll be outside in the basketball court behind the center. So that's how you can find us. You can also go to our website, rockera.org, and we'll make sure to post on there. And also, please check out our Instagram, r.o.c underscore ERA. That's where most of our activity is, and you can find all the details and the flyer. And again, Kay, I'll send you that flyer ASAP.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much. And before you leave, because I know you're a nonprofit organization, um, Rock Era is a beautiful nonprofit organization. I should say, not just a. <laughs> right, you are the okay. <laughs> but with that being said, uh-huh. um, I want to figure out how can the community and people who are able to. You know, assist with your missions and with helping out the Black and Latino communities within Los Angeles. How can they help right now? Because you know, you're you're giving us all this fire, all this amazing passion and and power into the community and instilling hope into our communities and children. So, how can people help and assist with that?
1: Um, to be honest, there's a couple ways. Number one, we're always looking for for mentors. We are, as we expand and we're growing daily, we have more and more kids on our and our roster. We need mentors and volunteers. So if you, I know, again, your listeners are up north, but if you know of anybody in the Los Angeles area that are looking to help an organization and, and um, come and volunteer their time with these kids, again, that would be incredible. And then also financially, we are always looking for donations Um again the donations would go towards anything for the children whether that's continuing our programs access to activities also uh field trips right now getting them out um getting them outside of the projects like i mentioned is you know a bit pricey so we could always um we're always looking for help with that and then you know eventually our our long-term goal is to open up our first one of many rock centers which would be a safe space for our future generation to grow and explore and continue rock era's mission under a safe space so um that's we're always we're saving money towards that too so if you are so inclined to help you can go to rockera.org there is a place to sign up for volunteers and there's also a link to donate through our paypal account if you feel so inclined to do so and lastly just share our just share us is the most important thing I, i think um as we grow, you know, we just want more and more people to understand that Rock Era, yes, we're an organization, but we are a, um, a way, we're trying to be a, a model, essentially. So how we, how we come into these communities and how we're, how we're um, you know, helping our children and assisting them in, in whatever they want to do, we want to continue that. We want it to be a, a ripple effect and eventually touch as many communities as possible.
0: Awesome, Ari. Thank you so much for for letting us know that. And I know some of our listeners, they of course, you know, they they have friends probably in Southern California that might want to be included into, you know, this beautiful, beautiful organization. And also to all of our listeners out there, if you do have the means, it is very helpful to donate because, as Ari stated, you know, donating will help facilitate with a lot of things like Uh, Getting the children out of the impoverished areas, also known as the projects uh, for the listeners who, uh, you know, want a little more information about what the projects is and getting them into more, you know, programs and um, having them see a different light than what they're seeing in their own communities to show them that getting out is a possibility or rebuilding uh, their communities is a possibility. And also, I know that there are certain things that you're needing right now, um, Ari, such as like a van for, you know, you know I, I guess, transporting the kids back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you're going to be needing some supplies and you're going to be needing some, um, some technical things like laptops and computers. Um, and I do believe that you're going to need some funding to help you know, assist with everything that you have going on as far as all the projects you have for the youth uh, all the way up into the following year. Because at the end of the day, it's not to give money away. It's to help instill and rebuild and help communities that need it most. And the Black and Latino children do matter. And they have the capability to be phenomenal and powerful human beings they just need to be given the opportunity regardless of color so thank you so much ari for coming in and just rocking it and i know you are so busy and your schedule is so powerful but before you leave (laughs) can you please tell us what can we also expect in the future with rock era like what are what are you guys planning on doing so we know a little bit more in our donors who would love to donate to such a phenomenal organization can know where their funding and their donations are going towards.
1: Yeah, I think I mentioned it before. And like you said, I forgot to mention, we definitely are in need of a, a vehicle because we are transporting these kids to and from everywhere, essentially. So um, we're going to be taking them when, I think when the fall starts, we have an after-school program that we're going to, you know, bringing them to Long Beach back and forth. So it really just, um, the, the vehicles really crucial. And also, like I'd mentioned, we need a space, It's you know, we've been able to, to hop around to different communities and just, you know, take space in their space and their centers, which is beautiful. But eventually, you know, our goal is to have a center, um, especially in the Compton Watts area, you know, we're not able to um, mix the kids from different projects or different streets or different areas because of rivalry and, and gang and gang action and things like that. So my goal eventually is to have a space in the center of these different areas and they can come under my roof and it not be a thing. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what color you wear. It doesn't matter this or that. When you step into the rock center, all of that goes away and these children can be children and grow and learn together. So that is my, you know, that is my end goal for that. And, um, you know, as we, as we move, I am looking, you know, we are working on our... <laughs> Our decks and trying to figure out, you know, what programs um, as we expand, what programs we will continue and also add on to our to our organization.
0: Okay, and and I know that um, I know that you have some hopes, and uh, I know that you're having uh, a lot of. Options and opportunities in the future. I think you mentioned uh, in some kind of video on Instagram um, or in a Zoom meeting that you are interested in expanding um, Annie to be a production that they're possibly going to increase civic engagement towards the foster care and group home system, as well as the family court and Uh, you know, CPS, uh, to shed light on a lot of our black and Latino communities, not uh, reconciling with their families and not having enough organizations to assist with reconciliation of families. And so a lot of the youth are Put into the system such as Annie and I, I think you also mentioned that you're interested in, in expanding the production to include interns for you know future productions not gonna say too much <laughs> but for future productions um, that will be showcased and hopefully uh, Netflix and Hulu and possibly with Disney um, so that way the kids can start to understand how Almost entertainment and civic engagement go hand in hand. So I know I know that's something that you're interested in. And I know in order to do those things and to have the youth continue uh, being more engaged and, and creating more uh, content as young creators, because we are in a technologically savvy environment. Um, you know time frame i think you need i'm pretty sure you need some more like cameras and laptops and iPads and all these things that are going to be necessary for you to expand your work and include the youth to to have more programs that are for the entertainment and, and also for civic engagement. So with that being said, Ari, can you tell them the website?
1: Mm-hmm. It's rockera.org, R-O-C-E-R-A dot org. Also, you can donate through our Instagram page at c underscore E-R-A.
0: That is amazing. So thank you so much, Ari, uh, founder of Rock Era for so so powerful and inspiration, and pro- profoundly great work. Um, I am so honored to have you on the show today, and uh, I appreciate you so much. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to The Criminal. <laughs> Thank you again. I'm your host, Kay, and it was a pleasure speaking on some of the very important topics within the black and brown community. We got a chance to meet with Miss Ariana Angelique, who is the founder of Rock Era. And of course, we met with one of her mentees uh, by the name of Candace. And she also is one of the big stars in Annie And plays Annie, and I'm so thankful to have her on the show. And I absolutely wanted to make sure that the community understands the importance of several nonprofit organizations that are geared towards Black and Brown children in disadvantaged communities. It is very important that we also focus on the issues of the group home industry, the foster care industry, as well as the family court system that oftentimes rips a lot of the black and brown children from their homes. We were able to explore some of the dynamics, the demographics, and a lot of these policies and laws, as well as some of the ideological perspectives and biases, aka racism, that is often Times embedded within these structures. The number one thing that we have to remember is that children deserve to be with their parents. And the reason why I wanted to focus on this specific topic um, is because we have a lot of nonprofit organizations and grants, and a lot of organizations that focus on. Uh, rekindling and reconciling families together that are not families of color and and a lot of them are families who have been unfortunately impacted by the opioid crisis but we don't focus on the black and brown communities and families that have been ripped apart from their families since the advent of you know America and the historical context of America but we have a chance to make some changes and I'm very thankful that Miss Angelique uh, Miss Ariana Angelique from Rock Era who is the founder again came on and had phenomenal things to talk about as far as the ways that she has incorporated art through a form of civic engagement, so by creating a fine arts program and by creating artistry, these children are able to kind of deal with a lot of their trauma and deal a lot with the pains of being a person of color and a child of color, uh, and seeing their family members being ripped apart and and seeing the disadvan the disadvantage uh, systems in which they reside with, and it is very, very important that we focus on the perspective of rock era, that regardless of color, children deserve to have a fair shot. And oftentimes, this is seen as political. Some people would even say that this is a perspective of Black Lives Matter. But this is an equality situation. This is a perspective that a lot of our inventors were people of color a lot of our doctors were people of color and we want to encourage our youth and our young children like Candace who is on the show today that they can achieve anything that they put their minds to and yes they have a lot of hurdles to catch and a lot of you know hurdles to run through but at the end of the day they have the ability to overcome regardless of their color. They have the ability to be doctors and lawyers and presidents even of the United States of America. They have the ability right now, as we speak, as they're, even if they're seven years old or, you know, 18 years old, they have the ability to create effective change within their communities that they reside. And by doing so, many people would think that the Annie production is just a a show or a play. This brings the community together. It also focuses on family healing because of the dynamics of the play, talking about disenfranchised youth who are put into the system. And oftentimes the kids who are playing these roles are actually living them. So it is very important that we show these children that they can overcome and not only overcome, but they can also make a positive impact to the communities in which they once lived or currently reside in. And one thing that I can truly say that has been the most beautiful, beautiful experience in seeing the Urban Annie was seeing such a happy crowd of children. They were able to overcome their fear of public speaking, (laughs) because this is not easy to public speak. And imagine being a child with an audience of over 300 people. They were still able to get up there, remember their lines, dance, sing and even rap. And they were able to talk about how they are expressing themselves in a healthy way, not by drugs or gang activity or, you know, doing things that can cause them physical or emotional or mental harm, but they're focusing on how they can build themselves up, their self-esteem, their self-worth. And being a child of color in the United States, in the advent not only of Black Lives Matter, but in the advent of a system that doesn't necessarily focus on the importance of healing um, and focusing on trauma and historical trauma within the black and brown communities, it is very important that we enlighten our children. And as Ariana Angelique, the founder of Rock Era, once stated, we also need to mentor them and we need to make sure that they are equipped with all of the things they need in order to succeed. And we need to show them not just by talking and speaking, but actually being activists and also supporting and creating ways for them to make effective change in their communities. And I'm really excited to see where they will go in the future as they move forward to a more happier, more powerful, more positive community and I'm very thankful that Ariana Angelique is doing such powerful work in the communities right now with her garden projects and with community healing projects and with creating sports as a form of getting anger and aggression and frustration that our black and brown youth are holding in and holding on to that weight of racism and being able to release it in a very positive, and healthy forum by utilizing sports and practicing leadership, teamwork, and also being able to complete hard tasks, such as relay races, that may seem like it's impossible, allowing them to see that with fortitude, with resilience, and with persistence, they too can overcome. And I'm just so enlightened and excited to see the work that Rock Era is going to be doing, not only within Southern California, but as far as engaging the youth in civic engagement for policy change um, towards some of the things that they are working on right now with their Urban anti production, which is the problems with the system and with black and brown children not being heard and their families being torn apart from them. Because everybody knows in order to be a strong person, you need to have a strong support system. And instead of the system breaking families apart, why not create solutions very similar to the same grants that they have for opioid addicted families who are not of color and they can create grants to fund programs that can help increase Trauma reform, community healing, family and structural healing, and providing mental health services to our low income and disadvantaged uh, populations that need it the most. It is very evident that our society focuses on other perspectives but doesn't give enough funding or doesn't allow the space for healing when it comes to people of color. And it is time that that stops. It starts with policy change, systemic change, and most importantly, it starts by providing resources through government funding to ensure that our communities are healthy and thriving. So I know this might rub people off the wrong way, but Just think about it. If we had more healthy communities of color, there would be less people, less children who are in the juvenile detention system or group home system, which is very similar to the prison system. And oftentimes people say it is a pipeline to the prison system. Instead, we'll have more strong individuals who are people of color. People of color who can become doctors and nurses. And heck, who could even help us with our pandemic and our situation that we're in right now. After all, our ancestors, our ancestors of color, I should say. So think about that. When they sing tomorrow, I hope you know that tomorrow needs to be a better day for them and for their communities. Yeah. listening to kzyx philo 90.7 fm kzyz willits and ukiah 91.5 fm and fort bragg at 88.1 fm we also stream live at kzyx.org mendocino county public broadcasting listener supported community radio we're also found on Facebook, broadcasting from the MCOE studio in Ukiah, California.